Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the earth has to offer. Your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason, each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides. So, get ready to learn about natural nutrition, preventative pet health, and more with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Well, hello, this is Dr. Kim. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Dr. Jeannie, your other host. And today we're going to be talking about Frankie the Walk and Roll Dog. Yeah. That is such a cool title. And while we're going to be talking with um, the author, Barbara Tetchell, on Jeannie's Bird Must Really Like This. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you have two African greys now, Jeannie. I do. I adopted another one that was in need over the weekend. So, yeah. Oh, I just thought we're going to have double whistles and double mm-hmm. bird sounds. And, and <laughs> it is a real authentic um, animal show, as you know, as you've heard different animal sounds throughout our show. And I think that's kind of cool. It really lends the authenticity to it. Christian Hanna's in the audience. Thank you for being here. And for everybody else who's listening, we welcome you. It's going to be a fun show. And while we're going to be talking about a serious topic, which is special needs animals, um, this is really, I really think what Barbara has done with this book is a, is this beautiful and it's, it's fun and she's a wonderful, uh, Frankie is a wonderful little dog and uh, so we get to talk about all the cool things that have been happening as a result of this book and the positive message that it is sending. But before we do, we're going to um, have one of our promos as always and then we'll be back to talk with Barbara. So hang on, don't go away, we'll be right back. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally will be right back. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No. To my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. 
We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Well, as we said at the beginning of the hour, we're speaking today with author Barbara Tetchell and her new book, Frankie the Rock Walk and Roll Dog. And I just want to tell you a little bit about Barbara from her bio. And while we're sitting here, before we uh, talk to Barbara, go to her website at www.joyfulpaws.com. That is J-O-Y-F-U-L-P-A-W-S.com. And you, I mean, she, it's a great site, easy to navigate, and she has a blog and videos and all kinds of um, updates on what's going on with her and Frankie. Um, Barbara is the author of this book, Frankie the Walk and Roll Dog, and it is a children's book that she wrote to give hope and inspiration to all who face challenges. And plus, she wants to bring a positive face to disabled animals. And here's the cool thing. In May of this year, her book was chosen as a finalist in the Indie Excellence Awards. Woohoo! And um, she is also a lifetime um, animal lover like we are. Uh, of course, it's obvious. And when you read her book, you will see that. Uh, and she, instead of, you know, just sitting back and, oh, woe is me, when this happened to Frankie, she took a real high road, I think, and in writing this book and sharing with other people. What was important to me about this book, Barbara, was that you wrote it so that people would see that just because we have an animal that is disabled, does not mean it's time to euthanize them or whatever people do with disabled animals. And this is a subject that we've broached here several times. You know, when we did the show with wheel, uh, wheelchair pets with Deb Winters of handicappets.com, and we've also talked with another woman who takes in a lot of special needs animals, and that is our friend Ann Eccles of chattypet.com. So those those sites are also resources and also focus on helping children to learn about disabled animals. So, and just to think from the mind of an animal, and I think you did a pretty good job of that, Barbara, so welcome. We're happy to have you with us. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here today. Very well, <laughs> Oh, We're happy to have you. I understand I, I, that Frankie won some kind of an award this weekend. Or was it this uh, weekend or was it a couple it weekends was, ago? Um, two, was it two Saturdays ago? I can't even remember now. Our days fly by so fast. We actually uh, went to German Fest in a big city near us, about an hour away, and my husband had come up with this brilliant idea last winter um, to dress Frankie as a train. And (laughs) German Fest, of course, um, you know, it's all the Germans there drinking beer and having fun, and Dachshunds are originally from Germany, Mm -hmm. they're right in Germany, and it's funny because we have an office in our home, and when she walks in her little wheelchair on the tile floor, she sometimes drags her feet behind her. And when she drags her feet on the tile, she sort of sounds like the the, um, the chug chug of a train. And <laughs> the little train that could, Barbara. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we said she sounds like a train. Well, from there, the idea exploded, and my husband's a contractor by trade. And he designed a little coal car and a little caboose. Oh. And so she was the train conductor. So her cart was, was the engine. Mm-hmm. And um, so here she was. And it was very funny because I didn't know what to expect when we got there. And 
I guess the way I try to put it is there were a lot of cute wiener dogs, don't get me wrong, but I felt like we were the Taj Mahal of wiener dogs in our costume. She was quite the hit. I can imagine. How cute. Well, you know what I was curious about as I read this book that you wrote, and, and I, I congratulations on you know all of the things that are happening for you media-wise. You've been um, on television, and you guys have been on other radio shows. In fact, you're doing another radio show today um, on, right. on Wendy's show. And you have had, I mean, it's just like this book has just gotten a lot of attention. And I think because even though it's a children's book, it has such a great message in it. And But I was curious, why did you choose to write it as a children's book and not maybe, you know, a, a story about a dog that had a disability, just, you know, as a regular book? Right. Well, actually... Um it's kind of twofold. I had originally wanted to write a adult nonfiction about my journey with a chocolate lab that I had first who passed away from cancer mm-hmm. three years ago. And then also the journey and the lessons I've learned from her and from Frankie. Mm. But then when Frankie got hurt, I it, something in, well, actually my, my life coach who I had coached with three years ago when I was doing some soul searching, she had said to me, I think you should write a children's book. And I said, why would I write a children's book? I have no reason to write one. And I had attended a writing conference, and I, I very much believe in God, and I really believe that he gave me that message um, when I came home from that writing conference that Monday morning. I literally sat straight up in bed. This is the honest to God truth. I said out loud, I'm going to write a children's book, and it's going to be about Frankie. Aww. Where that came from, I can only explain as God gave me that message. Mm-hmm. And I I believe that to the bottom of my toes, yeah. that I was supposed to do this. And I really, when I decided to write it as a children's book, I also had in mind, and they, they say this is totally not the way to do it, but I did it this way anyway. Um, I tried to write it that an adult would enjoy the book as well. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to be able to read it to their child and enjoy it while they read it. And so it's actually teaching the adult plus the child at the same time that disabled animals can really do well. You know. Well, as somebody who read it, I agree. I thought it, it yeah. actually really speaks to both. And from what I understand, some of the reviews you've gotten, some of the feedback you've gotten is that the adults are emotionally involved in the book and are enjoying it as well and and, and uh, encouraging others to read it, aren't they? Right, exactly. Well, I'll tell you, um, it, it it tells a really great story and it's, wow, I don't know where you found your illustrator. <laughs> She's good. <laughs> oh, I. you know what? I'm going to tell her to listen to this show because she is... Um, She's about 25, I believe, 25 years old. This was her first book. And oh, it was really? her minor. Yes, it was wow. her minor in college. And that cover of that book, she, when I contacted her, she said, can I just try something and bring it to you so you can see my work? I said, sure, and I didn't know what to expect. Right. And when she brought that cover back to me, I was blown away because mm. it looked just like Sankey. No, I well, look I at the eyes. Yeah. I know the eyes on it, and we hope everybody will go look at that because it yes. really it speaks volumes when you look it at the does. eyes. It does. It's it's so Frankie. She caught the essence of Frankie, her spirit, and she's amazing. I, but I mm-hmm. think she really doesn't realize how great she is. No, how do you she say her last name? Her name is Victoria K. Leffring. Leffring. Okay, right. just so everybody knows she who that lives is. In the same little town as I do. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, maybe she'll have more work now. 
I think it's great. Well, and, and the other thing that people may not know about you, Barbara, is that from 2005 to 2007, you wrote a column uh, called For the Love of Animals, which appeared in the, what is it, Depot, Depot Dispatch? Depot Dispatch is our local paper, correct. I started That's writing that. Pardon? Impressive. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Well, that all that all started from um, my chocolate lab, Cassie, who, um, as I said earlier, she had been diagnosed with uh, terminal bone cancer in late 2004, about three weeks actually before Christmas. And she was my very first dog I had being married um, to my husband. And I pretty much begged for 10 years, the first 10 years of her marriage that I wanted a dog. And my husband just kept saying, no, you have to be closer to home to take care of it. You know, I work, you know, about a half hour from home. And when I moved close, or when I got a job right in town here, I said, now can I get a dog? (laughs) (laughs) And um, I ended up, I had wanted a chocolate lab really bad. And I've always had cats. And I love cats, but I really love dogs. Mm -hmm. There's just something about them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when Cassie was diagnosed with cancer, it really made me stop and think about my own life. And I'm I'm a pretty happy, go-lucky, happy person, but I just was feeling this big void. And I don't know if it had to be with being in my early 40s or what it was, but I really wanted to find something different in my life to do that would, would serve. Mm-hmm. And would be um, and something that would really matter and would leave a legacy behind. I don't have children, and I started to think, Gosh, would anybody know I had even been here? <laughs> you know, Aww. when I leave this earth, right. and I just have such an attachment to animals that I can't even find the words sometimes to express what what my animals mean to me and what they've taught me. I, I, well, that's I, a gift. You, you know, that's is. a gift from God, yeah. and it's a special gift that um, I feel very honored to have that gift with animals, you know, to have been yes. blessed with the gift to love animals. Yeah. And I and know I Jeannie just, does as well. I really believe I wouldn't be the person I am today if it wasn't for Cassie and now Frankie and my Kylie. And um, and Kylie's and your Dan- newest addition, right? Yeah, Kylie's two and a half. She's a yellow lab, and we call her our couch potato. She, she doesn't like to play ball. She really doesn't oh like to go goodness. for a walk if she doesn't have to. She's just oh, she's laid funny. back. Isn't she's that very something? Funny. Yeah. yeah. Not so like a normal lab. <laughs> well, we just moved, um, Barbara, and we have a yellow lab next door, and I never thought, you know, my dog is one of the most chatty Cathy's you will ever meet. I mean, he's the most vocal dog. In fact, I always worry before the show could... You know, my husband's retired, and I always say, can you please be around so that he doesn't talk in case somebody just happens to come around? And this Labrador is just as vocal as him, which I think is really funny. I thought, he's met his match. <laughs> they both have a lot to talk about. Well, yeah, so we think we ought to walk them together, and maybe they can just have this, you know, amazing conversations and write a book someday or together or something. <laughs> I don't know, but um, it's just interesting. Well, you're also a member of, um, now you are a member of the Wisconsin uh, children's book writers and illustrators, and also right. Dog Writers Association of America. Now that is also pretty um, yeah. impressive because we've met a few authors and had them on our show from the Dog Writers um, of America. And those writers are, um, in fact, one writer that we're having tomorrow is one of the mm-hmm. members. So it seems like those people who really just have a heart and know how to put that to paper were the animals. Um, end up in that Dog Writers Association of America. So congratulations on that. Thank you. I was I was honored. I just um, was accepted um, into that 
about two weeks ago. So wow. I was very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a result of Frankie the Walk and Roll Dog? As a result it's, of Frankie the Walk and Roll Dog. You got it. <laughs> okay, now do you see that Frankie's purpose in life, and I think everybody might see that sometimes we can take a tragedy and look at it only as a tragedy, or you can take it and look at it the way our animals, they just deal with it. Yes. <laughs> if we they give them do. the opportunity. And, and you gave Frankie the opportunity, and look what she's done in your life. Oh, she she never felt sorry for herself through this whole thing. That's what I really saw in her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was about two and a half months into um, after her accident, and I was doing physical therapy for her. And, you know, I have to be honest, I'm a human. <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. a dog. And I started to feel sorry for myself. And... I actually was, while I was doing physical therapy for her one day, I had the Oprah show on, and I saw that two-legged dog come on the stage, that oh, dog named yes. Faith, mm-hmm. and I cried so hard, and I, you know, I was meant to see that show that day because I was really down and out because it was looking like Frankie wasn't going to walk again, and mm-hmm. and I thought, oh my gosh, can I deal with this for the rest of her life? You know, these little guys can live to be 15, 16, mm-hmm. 17 years old. And when I saw that dog and that the woman who adopted that dog, knowing that she'd have to try and teach it to walk, right. I, I just said to myself, I absolutely have no right to feel sorry for myself. I need to look for the blessing in this because the situation isn't going to change. Mm-hmm. And I can make a positive difference in people's lives and especially in kids' lives. I thought, because I was so uneducated in this disease with this breed, I, when I got the news she was hurt, I thought I was going to have to put her down. I had yeah. no Which is a, a, a typical reaction, mm-hmm. by the way, Barbara, and that's why your book impacted me and, and Jeannie both so much. Because but I want to be able to get to children early enough right. and to show them yes. so that they're educated and they know that if that happens to them. And, I've, you know, I've been to some schools already, and I've heard children tell me, oh, our dog had a, you know, a pinched nerve and we had to put it down, and I just... Mm-hmm. I die inside when I hear that because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, there are options, and I think it's just a matter of people don't know. Right. Well, and I think it's, it, there is a level of commitment, and here, the, the, thing that you're, the message to me that you're sharing is not just that we can retrofit them with wonderful little wheels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeannie's bird concurs, um, <laughs> but, we can, but we can teach children that lives are not dispensable that way. We don't just, you know, put something to sleep when we're when it no longer functions at optimal capacity. We work right. with or it. Or it doesn't fit into our lifestyle. Right. So mm-hmm. That those were questions going through my head, but you know, oh my gosh, I've never taken care of a handicapped dog. Can I do it? Well mm-hmm. that's what I was faced with and you know, I you know, I tell people she's not any different than a human that loses the loss of their legs. That's mm-hmm. right. Her mind and her spirit is still the same. It's not even, I, I swear, she's even, she's more alive and, and has a purpose now than she did before. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what else you do when you share something like this in four children is to understand that when you do bring a pet home, no matter what it is, you're committed to it for the life yes. of that animal. Not yes. just when it's convenient, not just when it's cute, not when it's just when it's fun because... Um, having a pet is a wonderful experience, um, but it's definitely a commitment, and right. it's not always wonderful. <laughs> I mean, right. there are some things you have to deal with. Right. And so that was that's important to me that you're sharing this, and uh, both Jeannie and I both 
firmly believe that if we can reach children with this, they'll actually educate their parents. Exactly. I believe that too. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you wrote this book because honestly, I don't know that I've seen a book written about disabled pets. I know people um, that are doing things with um, disabled yeah. pets. But well, there, actually, there is one which I learned after. We have you heard of Wheelie Willie? No. Oh, it's a little it's a little Chihuahua that's in a um, wheelchair. Oh, I bet that's cute. (laughs) Oh, it is. So that book was written as fiction, where mine is written as nonfiction. Because I, I mean, she some of it is it's obviously based on Willie Willie. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say Wheelie Willie. (laughs) Um, But she did a fiction children's book where I I decided to go the nonfiction because I, I love nonfiction. I, you know, right. That's Jeannie's preference. Also, I like both. And um, but this story really, because it's true, it it actually plays out very well mm-hmm. as an educational tool for children because they could, you know, it's something you could relate to in in real life. And mm-hmm. I hope that everybody will pick up a copy of Frankie the Walk and Roll Dog at um, www.joyfulpaws.com, and they can get signed copies from you, can't they, Barbara? Yep, if they order directly from my website, they can. And um, by ordering through my website, also they will get a free audio download of me reading the whole book. Oh, wonderful. Because the book is 49 pages, sometimes um, I know parents can be tired at night. (laughs) (laughs) Kids like it read over and over again. (laughs) Yeah, and I've heard lots of parents say that's the book their child keeps going back to over and over, so um, that way they have the download for them to listen to it. Oh, that is excellent. What a great Christmas gift or birthday gift. (laughs) Great idea. And, and yeah. well, okay, I'll tell you one thing that you brought up earlier was the dog Faith. And I don't know if everybody has seen that. I, I would think by now with the mass media that this dog um, received, she started a trend for looking at special needs animals and yeah. being able to walk on two legs because she was born without. Mm-hmm. Um, right. the, the front legs were really small, I think, is right. what it was. And yet she's a cool dog. <laughs> this oh, cool dog absolutely. She is and so inspirational when you see her. Mm-hmm. She is. I, I saw her on a couple of daytime talk shows, and watching her walk around, I thought it would be kind of cool to have a dog standing up walking right alongside me like a buddy, you know. <laughs> and I, so I think that that did a whole lot. But to see that there are options that we have, we're, and I really think they have a lot to teach us, especially when the owners like yourself decide to go out and share that story mm-hmm. and put it and into I a way that people can relate. I, I, I think, too, is it is very scary at first. I mean, I was terrified. I, I didn't know what to expect. But, you know, it is just a matter of, okay, here's the, here's the hand I've been dealt. How, how can I make this the best that it can be? And, I mean, to me, it's really not that hard. It's, it's mm-hmm. not that hard taking care of her. I've, you know, I've just adjusted my schedule, which wasn't a lot. I think, you know, the major thing is which people probably would be very concerned about is, um, you know, the bladder issue because she mm-hmm. cannot go off her right. own. Right. But to me, to me, it's so routine now that it's just part of who I am. You know? uh, well, and you have somebody I think you know in the audience, Shelly. I cannot pronounce her last name. B U E C H E. She says, Hi, Barbara. Oh. I am here. <laughs> oh, hi, Shelly. 
And she says, this is great. She's from Dog Writers Association. Oh, okay. Well, she said her question for you is about Frankie's injury. Can you tell me a bit more about it? And also she's curious about Cassie and how long she had been diagnosed with cancer. And I know that your book really speaks to some of this. Yes. Um, I do talk about Cassie and how she passed away um, in the book. And, oh, it gets me choked up just thinking about it. But um, Cassie was... Cassie was diagnosed um, early or in uh, around Christmas 2004, and it was uh, bone cancer that was on a very odd spot. Normally, that type of cancer is found on the the limb, mm-hmm. like the front limb of a, a dog, and they can usually amputate, and the dog does pretty right. well. Well, Cassie's was um, actually on her hip bone, and it was already partially into her spine. Oh, so yeah. we really we had really no options as far as you know. I mean, she would have been very distorted if we had to go in there and remove it, and there was no guarantee that that was even going to do anything. And she, I considered her my little pioneer. She, um, right. I took her to a um, vet vet school two hours from here, and she was on an experimental drug, and she ended up living another eight months, which was a total quality of life until the last weekend of her life mm-hmm. where she decided it was time to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just believe she was a pioneer in that medication that extended her life that long because normally they live only like four to eight weeks with a, with a, uh, a prognosis of bone cancer, uh, the type that she had. Yeah. I'd like to interject here too, for the sake of the fact that we're on, you know, we talk about natural health here, and there are a couple of veterinarians that I know of. One that co-authored my book with me, um, Dr. Joe Elliott, who's working on natural approach to cancer therapies, and also um, another veterinarian that Jeannie and I've had as a guest here, Dr. Paula Terrify, who's also doing research on natural approaches to cancer therapies, and they are having success. Mm-hmm. So just awesome. so people know that there are other options out there, yeah. and there are um, a whole lot of ways to go about with the cancer, although um, once they already have it, that, you know, it's, it's, so, you know, Jeannie and I still believe firmly in the prevention, uh, that ounce of prevention is the best, and, and until people right. understand there's genetics, there's all kinds of things involved in why our pets today get cancer, just like um, more humans do, but just so that they know that, um, Barbara, and everybody has choices, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the other question, and we may go over a little bit today just because we'd like for you to answer the question. The other question Shelley had about uh, how Frankie was injured, and, and again, people might want to understand that these long-backed dogs, which yes. were bred for certain functions, um, yes. also end up with, because they're not structurally built the way a so-called natural dog would be, uh, that's when they end up with some of these disc problems, right? Right. Well, this is actually um, a disease in this breed. It's, um, I have a hard time saying it's intervertebral disc disease. I believe I said that right. Sounds and, right. And um, what can happen, they, I mean, a lot of people do believe that it, um, one of the major problems has come from overbreeding. Mm-hmm. It happens to be some, I, I, I do believe that myself. And what can happen is their discs can degenerate over time from jumping and um, going up and down stairs because of how long their backs are. And what happened to Frankie was um, that hers just actually ended up, her one disc in her lower back ended up uh, rupturing, bursting mm-hmm. open. 
And a lot of times they go in, You, if you get them into surgery within 8 to 12 hours, which we feel she was, we're not 100% positive because we were not here. She was at a kennel when it happened. And um, if you get them into surgery within 8 to 12 hours and then with physical therapy and a good diet and um, swim therapy, sometimes they will regain use of their legs again. But she was given about a 20 to 30% chance. And then I had to consider the closest place for physical therapy for me was two hours away. I all, And they suggested at least twice a day, three times a week. Wow. And, yeah, and I still had to work. So I took the approach that, you know what, if a vet's willing to teach me some basic things to do, I'll do it. I tried acupuncture for her, which didn't do anything. Um, so I've heard in other breeds and other dachshunds it's worked wonders for them. Well, it's an individual thing, right? Absolutely. And, I, you know, I feel like I did everything I could in my power for her. And um, it just was meant that she was going to have a wheelchair, which was a great option. And she doesn't even, you know, she doesn't know she has wheels. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what, Barbara? You said you did everything that you knew to do within your power. And you know what? You did everything. You did everything. I mean, just that you decided to give her, you know, extend her life with wheels. I think that's really cool, and I'm glad that you took that path. Not everybody can because the the chairs can be um, expensive, but I know that um, HandicapPets.com also has a program in place to at least help some people who can't afford the chairs uh, to, um, they have a program that they're working on, and we hope that this will expand nationwide so that people can, um, that can't afford it, you know, that could be assisted with that. So there is always going to be options and hopefully more people that will step up. And we've actually run out of time, Barbara. Doggone it. Oh, I don't I know wanted, why this happened. I wanted to give, can I just say DodgersList.com? That's another great resource. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. 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 They were what was the, very helpful with me and Frankie. So what was the other site? What was the site again? DodgersList.com. D-O-D-G-E-R-S-L-I-S-T.com. And the other thing that I would mention, Barbara, is that with this show on our main site, we will have um, some other shows, uh, including the wheelchair pet show and special needs dogs show that will give people more resources in helping them to learn more about how to help their pets that, you know, are disabled or have special needs, you know, blind, right. whatever, so that we can show people that, you know, it doesn't matter. They're just, they're like us. They have, they can still have quality of life. And as long as they do, then we should allow them that option. So, Barbara, we're going to put you on the spot in closing, but before we do, I want to remind everybody to go to your site at www.joyfulpause.com and pick up a copy of the book and get the downloadable for those parents who don't want to read the book every night over and over (laughs) to their children and pick up a copy for your children for their birthdays, for Christmas. There's a lot of great ways to teach them about um, this really wonderful message. But, Barbara, in closing, what words of wisdom would you like to impress upon the audience? Oh, that did put me on the spot. <laughs> you know what? I would say never give up hope. Always always look for options. Reach out to people. Um, because there's more. I have found so many new friends, and I've had so many great people help me along the way that um, just never give up hope. There's lots of people to help, and you can make a positive difference. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being with us, and that was a great, those were great words of wisdom. Yeah, so thank, thank you for you, being with us, Barbara. And uh, we hope that everybody will um, go to your site and pick up a copy of this book. So in the spirit of love and truth, we hope you all have a tail wagging, hoof stomping, wing flapping, perfectly animal talking day. 
pets and nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason. Learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally.